Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by The Loud Bird Outside. After 10 weeks of quarantine, he's my best friend. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and we're bringing back some hypotheticals for you today. Yes, uh, for those of you who have never listened before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we discuss ridiculous and silly things seriously as if they are something when in fact they are nothing. Yep. Um, so we're going to start with one of my questions today. And I think this one's fun. I'm not sure how you're going to respond, but we'll see. Uh, would you rather never need to vomit again or never need to blow your nose? Blow my nose. Hundred percent. Tell me why. No, like, I'm not even gonna hesitate on that one, because. So okay, it. I mean, I just don't vomit very frequently. <laughs> I th- that is that's saving me like lame. A, that's, that's saving me like a maybe once a year kind of kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Versus, um, I do have allergies, and so um, or getting a cold or anything, and I I hate. Uh, nose blowing so much. It's just like oh. it turns your face kind of raw. It's annoying to other people. Like, here's my thought process behind this question. I think vomiting is much more unpleasant than blowing your nose, right? Sure. Sometimes getting the stuff out can make you feel better, right? Um, the but... after effects are sometimes better than the before times, but but also not not always. I've definitely vomited and still felt just as crummy, right? But it's like met is like can be very messy, very gross. <laughs> if it's poorly timed, it's a catastrophe. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it can. It, so I think the stakes are much higher with the vomiting thing. But frequency, man, is really on the side of the nose blowing. I know. How often do you vomit, like, every year, you know? Yeah, like, a a fraction of the number of times. Like, I blow my nose at least once a day. Oh, I just got up and said, we can't record yet. I have to go blow my nose. Yeah, that's why I started with this question. Um, (laughs) It's, like, very, very top of mind. Yeah, so I, I also agree with you, unfortunately, um... I just blow my nose so frequently and then I get colds more often than I get stomach bugs. So like colds that have like uh, nasal congestion and stuff, it's just the worst. And if you like, I mean like vomiting in public, way worse than like sneezing and not having a tissue, but still that is not fun. Yeah. And and again, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen too often. It certainly has happened to me in life and it's a memory I wish I didn't have, but Allergies, colds, just it it's cold outside. Like I yeah. never leave the house without tissues. And it, yeah. I hate it that. It is truly it is truly a frequency thing for yeah. sure. And as I've aged, I've really gotten a handle on the vomiting thing. Knock on wood. We should be careful, by the way, because we know that we're cursed and we keep sort of manifesting yeah. our, our our questions demise. into life. <laughs> so can I can I tell you something funny? I also had a question for you today that was about blowing, blowing your, nose. your nose. Let's do it. We had one thing on our mind during this allergy season. Um, let's let's just make this the booger episode, the pod. I mean, I was sitting outside sneezing because of allergies when I wrote it. So, okay, yes. let's hear it. Apparently, this is top of mind for everyone right now. Happy spring. 
y'all. Yeah. But my question was a little different. <laughs> Would you rather have a nose that is constantly running or have to keep a small chicken in your purse whenever you leave the house? Ooh, great question. Thank you. And I'm guessing that meds don't do anything for the runny nose? No, it's either your nose is always running or every time you leave the house, you have to keep a small chicken in your purse. Questions about the chicken. Okay, let's hear them. So when you say small chicken, Mm -hmm. does that mean it's a young chicken, like a baby chicken? Or does that just mean it's like a fully grown chicken that's been miniaturized? I just thought it was like a small breed of chicken. Okay. You know, uh, I don't think it should be a baby chick because baby chicks really need a lot of care. Like they have yeah. to be under a certain like warmth, you know, like the, the lights. Yeah. I didn't why want I to endanger any hypothetical baby chickens in our podcast. Okay. And you said that they have to be like in my purse or just like with me? No, in your purse. So I can't carry it. It has to be in my purse. <laughs> yeah. It has to be <laughs> like I don't have the option of putting it on a leash. It has to be like okay. kind of surreptitiously put in my bag. <laughs> it has to be. It's like one of those those rich ladies in Laguna Beach that carries around a chihuahua in her purse all the time. It's like yeah. that, but it's a chicken. Yes, but theoretically, she could put the chihuahua on a leash if she wanted to. But she doesn't. That is not... <laughs> That, that's not the parameters. <laughs> there were like a lot of, when Nicole Richie and like Paris Hilton were like at the peak of their careers and like all of those people had like dog carrying bags that they carried little dogs around in. There was like a, like a dog psychologist who I think did some reality TV special with Paris Hilton or one of those people and she was having problems with her dog being misbehaving and it was because the dog wanted to walk. It was because oh. the dog had so much pent up energy and was just right. being used as a um, accessory. It wanted <laughs> not... to use its legs. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, I please let me out of here. That's so sad. No, yeah, I it think, is really sad. So the chicken can, I don't want to make it sound like the chicken's not allowed to get um, exercise. Know, exercise. <laughs> like the chicken can roam free, I guess, when you're at home. But uh, the, the idea was, because a chicken on a leash is easier, right? Yeah, because not... you can explain it a little bit more. You can explain it a little more, and it's also not constantly shitting in your purse. And <laughs> the, here's the here's the difference between a chihuahua and a chicken. Yeah, a chicken does not hold back. A chicken yeah. can't be potty trained. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna go runny nose for the whole potty training thing. Okay, I mean, you could just have a really gross purse that becomes like your chicken purse and uh am i allowed to carry two purses like i just have sure. a chicken purse and then i also sure. have like a normal purse yeah that my thing is like chickens make noise yep so like if i ever went to a movie theater mm-hmm. the chicken would watch the movie with you yeah i'm just like i this goes back to our, that one question we had about um farting in a yoga studio I don't like to be the person who makes noise in quiet places. Like, But you're really... going to do that anyway while you're constantly blowing your nose with your constant runny nose. Or I just let it run. <laughs> which is gross, but only impacts me. <laughs> no, it impacts everyone if they see you. If it's in a dark movie theater, I don't think anyone would notice. Okay, sure. You could quietly sit through a movie. Yeah. But if you had a chicken, you could just not go to the movie theater, you know? Like, that's a specific, 
That's a specific problem. I don't know why I imme- my a mind immediately goes to like, how will I see movies? <laughs> <laughs> I, when was the last time I went to a movie theater? Yeah, um, I was like, more concerned about like, um, going to work, going to a restaurant, going to... Uh... Yeah, my head immediately goes to what is less in packs my movie (laughs) (laughs) but even like at work i feel like me having a runny nose is less disruptive than a chicken balking like me sniffling is quieter than and i have control over that i don't have control over when the chicken makes noise that's true you know like if i'm in like a really serious meeting and there's a tense moment or something i can just like dab at my nose and like not make noise but 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 i also love the idea of a chicken breaking the you know breaking the tension in your in your difficult tense moment because everyone would know that the chicken is there yeah i don't know i work in a very different industry than you do (laughs) (laughs) so the vibes at my office like, if someone is, like, a $2 million deal just, like, dissolved before our eyes, I, like, yes, a chicken would probably break that tension, but, like, I don't know. I work, I have worked with some stick in the muds, so I don't know. That's fair. That's that, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, even even I, working at a company that doesn't have stick in the muds, I think they would get annoyed with the chicken. Yeah, it would impact work. You'd, but so would your runny nose because you'd be that coworker that is always sniffling and always blowing their nose, and your nose would always be raw and yeah. like. And it, it's not good. Yeah. I just have more control over it than I do the chicken. Like the Fair. the runny nose is a no is a more known entity. So I feel it, and it is fully in my control. You enter a chicken into the. There's also no poop involved with the nose thing there's no poop involved but i will say it does impact other people because like either you let it run and you're the gross person with snot all over their face that other people have to look at or you don't let it run and you're the person who is always annoying people by blowing their nose or i'm always the person who's annoying people with the chicken and also always kind of smells like chicken shit because she carries a bag of chicken shit around with her. Yes. <laughs> like, personally, if I had, <laughs> just, you know. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't think you could, you don't think you could use that somehow, embrace that to be like the crazy chicken lady. Just build your life around Are it. you going chicken? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I, you're really <laughs> arguing this, and I think it's clear that yes, the 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 dripping nose is not good, but carrying around a bag of shit that also <laughs> makes noise is bad is worse. I'm just playing devil's advocate on behalf of chickens everywhere. That you know, you're you're thinking about your life as it is now, but think about what it could be if you. Yeah. If you built your life around the fact that you always have a chicken with you. I mean, how cool could that life be? I think the I think the angle, if you really want to play as devil's advocate, is think of your love life. Because going on a date with a cute small chicken is a lot more <laughs> endearing than trying to kiss someone whose nose is constantly yeah. running snot. Like, totally. no one's going to want to make out with me if I'm, like, constantly ill-seeming. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But if you have a cute small chicken, like, they might be a little bit annoyed, but they're still going to kiss you. 
Yeah, I don't know. If someone showed up to a date with, and this might say a lot about who I am, if someone showed up to a date with me and was like, look at my mini chicken, I would be like, that's cool. How'd you get that? Why do you have that? It's really weird you brought it to this date, but like, I'm not upset about it. If well, someone, yeah. And also you would do, you would plan dates that were chicken friendly, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I would be like, meet me in the park. We can hang out with my, my mini chicken. Exactly. And yeah. who would say no to that? No, well, probably a lot of people, but I don't think so. I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. So I think from a dating perspective, it's the chicken's the way to go. From a work perspective, it's not. <laughs> I go to work way more often than I go on dates. So, and work pays for my bills. What if you started work as a chicken farmer, though? You know, that would be a dream. Um, but it, that's not where I'm at right now. So I've got to play in the, the world that we live in. But that's what I'm saying. You get to make your own reality. So like, apart from uh, novel coronavirus, uh, but you know, in this, in this fictional hypothetical world in which we're allowed to leave the house, um, upon which this question is contingent, by if the way. If I were a chicken farmer. Yeah. It would, I would probably go baby chicken. Yeah. But I'm not a chicken farmer. But you could be. Here's the thing. I, I don't think I could be. I, I'm curious. I, I did not know that this was going to be an intervention where <laughs> Anna's like, turn away from your career path, become a chicken farmer. Well, I'm still just playing devil's advocate because I grew up on a farm with free range chickens. Sure. And I hated them. Okay. <laughs> I did not enjoy raising chickens. My... I, I just, uh, I would not even choose that life. I'm just, I'm just testing to see if Shelby seems at all interested in the idea of just becoming a farmer and keeping a small chicken in her back. I I am interested in becoming a farmer. (laughs) I think about it daily. See, so you could go on cute dates on your farm with your little chicken. But I'm not, like, I think about being a farmer, I'm not doing it, you know? Sure. So, I'm going runny nose. Final answer. All right. I I am also going with runny nose. <laughs> final answer. Um, <laughs> Should we that, go to our what next a, question? What a journey that question was. <laughs> I, I just, I just wanted to explore the space. But um, we should do a non-runny nose related question. I have one that segues nicely from oh. what, the one you just said. Chicken related, perhaps? It's animal related. Oh, great. So okay. like it's a good, um, a, a good run. Um, if you had to be a human-animal hybrid, like a mermaid or a centaur, what animal would you be fused with? Oh, yes. Chicken? Love perhaps? it. Definitely not a chicken, but potentially a bird. Yeah, also, follow-up question, once you know which animal you want to fuse with, like, are you going top half human, bottom half other animal? Top half animal, bottom half human? Does it have to be a side? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my question is, can it be like an eagle, but it's like a human body with like wings and talons? At least 50% of you has to be the animal. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it. A little harder. It can be like a quarter up top and a quarter on the bottom. Okay, I can split it up. So you can do the middle 50 as the human if you want. 
I could do like head, arms, torso as human and the rest as eagle. Head, arms, torso. But also I would have wings and also I'd have like eagle legs. Is that 50% head, arms, torso? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it is though. That, that's basically just the upper half. Right. Yeah, I think so. But then I would add the wings to that yeah, yeah, human yeah. That's, scenario. That feels like 50% to me. So, I mean, that was just the very first thought I had, but apparently flying sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool, personally. I'm, I'm clearly not too interested in anything sort of marine life. I feel like in this scenario, you said eagle, right? Yeah. I'm worried you wouldn't be able to fly. Okay. From an aerodynamic, because if you had the eagle wings, but also had like the human parts, your like your human bones wouldn't be hollow. What's the biggest bird that can fly? (laughs) Because an emu (laughs) is the biggest bird, but it cannot fly. I'm picturing you picking like a dinosaur that can fly. Can it be the eagles from Lord of the Rings? Okay, I'll allow it. Really? You will? I didn't think you were going to go for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, centaur and mermaid is on this, like, were the examples, so, like, let's get weird. Yeah, I mean, but there are a lot of interesting ways to go with this. That was just the first thought, but It's interesting, my first thought was horse, which is basically a centaur. Just a centaur. Yeah. But just to be, like, really, really fast seems cool. It does. Or, like, you could be bottom half, like, cheetah. Bottom half cheetah, so just the legs of a cheetah? Like centaur, but cheetah. Mm, that would be awkward looking. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Is that more awkward looking than a centaur? It's basically the same concept. Fair enough. That could be interesting. I I was thinking like, what if just your limbs were another animal, like bear? Wow, you would be a great fighter, like a great X-Men type fighter. I know. You could be like a superhuman... Because if you had bare arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah, you could kick anyone's ass with that. Truly. Of course, if you were half eagle, you could just fly away. Or maybe you couldn't if your wings <laughs> couldn't hold you up. Yeah, the flying one definitely, um, there are, there's some aerodynamics issues. What if you were like half butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> the teeniest, tiniest little wings. Gossamer wings. <laughs> And they're really more of an aesthetic choice. (laughs) What if you were um, half giant tortoise and you could just like hole up in your little hidey hole whenever you wanted to and you had like exoskeleton protection and you lived to be like 150? This is the moment where it's very evident that Hannah's an introvert. (laughs) Yeah, it comes out again. (laughs) We have a lot of introvert, extrovert moments, and here we are again, because that does not sound great to me. Okay, well, tell me why you would want to be a horse. I like horses a lot. Um, I have liked horses since I was a little kid, so I just find them very elegant and, like, powerful. They feel very powerful to me. I would be tall. Okay. Like, if if you can rig something to fly, that probably is the right answer. Well, I don't know. Being a horse that can run really fast through the world also does sound lovely. Although you wouldn't fit most places. That's true. Yeah, you, well, I'm also, put, like, liking the idea of a butterfly. 
If you can scale it up, you mean? If you could scale it. Because, like, obviously it would look crazy if I was, like, (laughs) half my normal size. I feel like just for the sake of argument, we have to say it's scalable. So, like, your eagle thing, you could fly because it's, like, scaled to eagle. Um, Or else we're just going to get a lot of, like, failed... (laughs) <laughs> science projects um, yeah, exactly you have or you have to only choose animals that are relatively roughly human the right size yeah right maybe this is because i just like recently watched ant-man but like the idea of becoming tiny seems interesting to me oh so you 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 mean scalable like you would scale down to the size of a butterfly maybe or we could scale the butterfly up to my size yeah I don't know if you get a but make a butterfly really big, like the abdomen part and stuff is gonna look fucking creepy. Keep in mind though, butterflies have a very short lifespan. True, 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 and true. very delicate bodies. Well, I've always wanted to be delicate, so that's kind of the draw. By that I mean easily killed. I understand, but you know, <laughs> you've always wanted to be easily killed. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's good and bad with everything. And am I? I was like, I want to be an eagle and a bear. And you were like, I want to be a butterfly. I want to be something easily smushed. Uh, says a lot about where I'm at emotionally, I think. (laughs) I want to be beautiful but fleeting. Uh, (laughs) I want my time on this earth to be very temporary. But... Um, but but full of live poetry. fast, die young, baby. But I would I would argue butterflies do not live fast; they just die young. Well, if you consider live fast as like they live for a short period of time, okay. <laughs> like, her life went fast. Um, I was imagining butterflies that are like behind the bleachers, you know, smoking in high school, or what? otherwise getting into rebellious trouble. Isn't that what that phrase means? It's like oh. live fast. Means like, oh, you're like a rebel and you take risks and you. Yeah, I thought you meant that. I you were picturing like a butterfly who like died behind the bleachers because they didn't have enough energy to get themselves so like their lifespan was so short that they couldn't like get away from the bleachers fast enough. <laughs> like, what a weird place to take us. butterflies that I didn't know that they were like trapped bleacher <laughs> like, related butterfly deaths I don't know. <laughs> you know it's that thing where butterflies die in bleachers all the time I, I will say like at my high school's <laughs> football games there are always a lot of moths under the bleachers and stuff because there were lights <laughs> and it was nighttime. Oh man. I will grant you that my the way that I that I put the the metaphor together was not entirely clear. Yeah. But the idea that I was talking about how there are swaths of butterflies dying in bleachers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't immediately think butterflies are popular kids underneath the... Anyway. We're very... I forgot what the question was. The question is what the animal hybrid you would want to be. Got it. I'm locking an eagle. Great. 
I'm going to say up top, I'm a human. And then on the bottom, I have octopus tentacles. Ooh. <laughs> that took a turn. I hadn't even heard that one floated yet. Yeah, well, it came to me. You're Ursula. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. But yes. And Shelby blows out her levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Ursula. I didn't Ursula. even collect connect that to Ursula. I was just like... I don't know, thought octopus, thought that would be strong. It is strong. That's a strong a strong choice. And I can, like, hang out under the sea and stuff. The butterfly, de- the butterfly bleacher death made me laugh so hard that I cried, and now my nose is running, and I have to pause <laughs> to go blow my nose. Okay. Okay, I won't say any jokes while you're gone. Okay, I have another question for you. Okay. Would you rather win a lifetime supply of toilet paper... Or never run out of clean underwear. Oh. Uh, when you say you, you would never run out of clean underwear, what are the logistics? You have a magic underwear drawer that just keeps providing I you see. new, fresh underwear. Because in my mind, I was my, my thinking was like, does this mean would I rather have an apartment full of <laughs> underwear or an apartment full of toilet paper? <laughs> Wait, I kind of like that better. (laughs) Okay, so parameters. Okay, yeah, I didn't know about the magic drawer, and I was like, I guess I would rather have it full of toilet paper than underwear. (laughs) Okay, I agree with you that if it was just like someone drops off crates and crates and crates of either toilet paper or underwear it's right. way less embarrassing if it's toilet paper yeah, exactly. uh it's also easier to give toilet paper to my friends than it is yeah. to give them underwear <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no um so <laughs> the lifetime supply of toilet paper comes in installments so every Two weeks, you get a fresh delivery of a giant pack of toilet paper, free mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Um, the underwear thing, you have a magic drawer in your apartment that just provides you perfectly clean, comfortable underwear every day. I think I would choose the toilet paper then, in that case. Tell me why. Because, well, because toilet paper is a not reusable resource, That's so true. it... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope. If you know any upcycling for used toilet paper, don't let us know. We don't want to know about it. Don't tell us. Yeah, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because it is not a reusable resource, um, you do have to keep buying it all the time. And therefore, I just think the savings are more if if it's just provided to you forever. Uh, if you think about just the cost of it over the course of a lifetime versus, you know, it's not, I can use underwear for years, probably. Yeah, and- but here's where I fall. I agree with you, you'd save more money. Well, think about if you never, I have to go to a laundromat to wash my underwear. So I'm spending money to wash my underwear. But you have to do those lo- loads of laundry for your other clothes anyway. Yeah, but like you ha- maybe the- like one fewer load over the course of weeks or something. Oh, I go sometimes I go to the laundromat just because I've run out of clean underwear. Like I don't really have to wash any of my other clothes, but it's like 
I'm on my last pair of underwear, so I need to do laundry now. I feel like I could go go to I could do laundry less frequently because my other clothes don't have to be cleaned as frequently as. I mean, that's usually the trigger for me too. It's like I'm out of underwear, gotta go do laundry. Yeah, but I could do exactly. laundry way less frequently if I just constantly had clean underwear. Also, so to me, it's like it's way more convenient to just run to the store and pick up some toilet paper than it is to do a whole load of laundry. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, see, I have a laundry machine in the basement of my building, so I just go down and do the laundry, put it in, come back upstairs. Yeah, like watch for me, a Marvel movie. I have to, I have to make sure that I have quarters because my laundromat is run on quarters. So if I don't have cash or whatever, I have to go to the bank first and go get yeah. cash, and then turn. I mean, I need the quarters too, but yeah, yeah. and then like it. I have to go down, like, it makes me, I have to go up and down the stairs, like, three times. Like, I have to go down the stairs. Like, I also live on the fifth floor of a walk-up. So, it's, like, you know, an hour and a half process. Going to buy toilet paper takes ten minutes. Yeah, it's different for me because, because the washer-dryer is just down one flight of stairs in my building. I do have to pay for it, but it's a much easier process, and versus... The closest store to me that sells, you know, toilet paper is like a 15-minute walk away. Oh, the closest store that sells toilet paper is like two feet from my door. (laughs) The grocery store is literally like under the same awning as my front door is. But like, you know, the particulars of our different like living situations aside, you still like you have to buy toilet paper so much more frequently than you need to buy underwear sure i mean i do economically i think you're right but like time is money (laughs) (laughs) you know like yeah uh i just i hate doing laundry so much i think it takes way so much time i have to it's like one of the only chores i have to pay to accomplish like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's like to pay someone else for the ability to clean things is just like yeah. irks me to no end. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have to go. I mean, like to clean the dishes and stuff, I have to buy soap and things like that. Sure. But like it just I, there's something about paying to be able to clean my clothes just like really like, makes me so angry. Because laundry to me is not that annoying a chore, it really comes down to just the cost, you know? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Because you're right, you'd still have to do some, you'd have to do laundry sometimes. So it's not like, it would cut back, I will say you would save money on like, you would be using less laundry detergent and you would be doing less laundry. So there is like a cost savings, but I also think you would be, I would be saving a lot of time. I think I would only have to probably wash my regular clothes once a month instead of once every two weeks. Yeah, and think about this too. You start dating some guy, eventually you have to explain to him that you have a magic drawer that you pull underwear out of, and that is how you... Who wouldn't want to date someone with a magic drawer of underwear? I think there are people who would be quite weirded out by that. Those are not people I want to date. That would be a great litmus test to find out who should be with me. You gotta be chill with my magic underwear drawer. You should just put it right on your profile. See who still. I mean, if I if I had a magic underwear drawer, I would do that. I don't, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going clean. Also, it's just magic. Yeah, but it's it's such specific magic. 
I have no, like, I, I currently have no magic in my life. So even a small amount of weird magic would be kind of delightful. All right. I think we disagree, but I think we should move on. I have a question. Yeah, shoot. If you had to sing the chorus of a song every time you sneezed, what song would you sing? Can I just say no? <laughs> you know, Shelby, Shelby usually asks the questions on this podcast. <laughs> it's true. And when I ask a question, her immediate response is like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, and see, the thing is, like, I just don't want to sing. Yeah, but only when you sneezed. Are there? Yeah, no, but I feel bad for the people who are around me when I sneeze because they're going to have to listen to me sing, and that's incredibly unpleasant. Yeah, it's like four bars of a song. It's just the chorus. Oh, I thought you meant, oh, the chorus. Okay. Are there any songs that have a chorus that's like one word? (laughs) I would pick the song that has the shortest chorus of human history. What what songs jump to mind? What What songs did you sing? Maybe there are songs that are the chorus is mostly like oohs and ahs and la la la's. It doesn't really matter what the chorus is, you know, because it's like if I'm singing oohs and ahs incredibly off key, that's just as bad as if I'm saying words. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't. I feel like the lyrics don't really matter when it's just bad singing. Here's the thing. I don't think people are going to be judging you for the quality of the singing. I think people are going to be judging you for the fact that you are singing after every time you sing. I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Like, if I just randomly burst out into song and it sounds really nice, people are like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. If I don't think so. I think if you sneeze and then you burst into the chorus of a song, <laughs> no matter I, where you are. I think it's worse if it's bad singing, though. But it's not that much worse because people are just going to be, like, surprised and shocked and and weirded out and potentially annoyed no matter what. I mean, so. I don't think either is good. I'm just saying if I, like, again, don't love interrupting silence with, like, inappropriate noise. That's a reoccurring thing on this podcast now. But I would rather it be a pleasant noise than a bad noise. So sing a song that doesn't require... You know, it doesn't have to be Beyonce. It, you could sing some like "Happy Birthday," "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." It does something that doesn't require like singing chops. Sure, yeah, but like it's still not gonna sound good. Is my thing. So, which is why it would be like duration is real. I want the shortest possible disruption. I once got detention for sneezing too loud, so this like really um, oh, gosh. like comes up on uh, <laughs> like an actual like life event. In my defense, I could not have anticipated oh, no, that, this, of course not. that this would somehow trigger some actual trauma from Oh, your life. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to be laughing at your trauma. I That's mean, not what I meant. it's not true trauma either. Um, I just have this, like, one sixth grade teacher who was super mean. Sounds like it. Jeez. She retired the year after us. She, like, should not have been teaching. Like, she once yeah. spent 20 minutes trying to erase sunlight off of the chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> truly she was mean no one liked her um yeah uh she's a really bad teacher but she 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 also was like incredibly paranoid like she was just like this curmudgeonly old lady who just thought we were all tr- out to get her for like weird various reasons and so one time i sneezed really loudly and she didn't believe that it was like an earnest sneeze and that she thought that i was like 
faking sneezing to just like be disruptful in class um, and gave me detention for it. I had to stay after school. That's amazing. Well, I'm sorry that this sneezing singing. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, this must be as. Also, can I like whisper sing it? Can I like make it really quiet or like. Yeah, I mean, you have to sing it, but you can sing it quietly. I think I w- it would make me run away every time I knew I was going to sn- like every time I felt like I was going to sneeze I would like yeah run to a bathroom or something but then you have- I'm not saying that you can't like minimize the impact of it but you have to sing the chorus of the song Yeah well now I'm thinking about what would I want to sing in the bathroom of my office because that is where I would do all of my sneezing Yeah well see Here's you and I are approaching this differently because my approach is just like what would be a funny thing to sing after you sneeze. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like if you sneeze and then you sang like I can't get no satisfaction or living on a prayer or something. Like I don't know. I feel like you could lean into it and just sing something that is ironically funny, and then at least people would think that you had a sense of humor about it, or like it was an intentional joke that got old yeah but it's gonna get so so old also like i oh, yeah. those are like complicated songs to sing what maybe there are songs that are kind of like spoken songs like i'm thinking there's this like old Sinead o'connor song where she's just speaking the whole time but if you, what if i just started no, rapping no. after right. you <laughs> could start rapping but now that i'm thinking about it it would almost be worse to sing some to like say words from some like spoken word song that nobody knows because then people just think that you're just talking and saying this like crazy nonsense like i would on it like the best thing that could be a compulsive like noise thing after i sing would be some kind of prayer (laughs) because then i could explain it away being like oh in my family we're really religious and after someone sneezes we all we do this like like blessing thing ritual yeah i mean I think that that's a great answer. It could be some sort of like hymn. Yeah, it would be. And, it would have to be some sort of hymn about like finding protection or something. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a respectable that's answer. That's my answer. It took. It was a long okay. walk. It took me a while to get there. <laughs> um, but that's that's my answer. It would be some sort of like religious hymn that I could like pass as some like religious tick. And no one could call me out about it at work because I'd be like, this is my deeply held religious belief. Oh, yeah. Nobody could ever say anything to you. (laughs) Say shit to me about it. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, God forbid it happens in, like, some very serious meeting. Yeah. Then. Again, religious. And I could do it in hushed, reverent tones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love the image of Shelby. Sneezing. I would bow and my head, that. I would cross myself, and I would just sing in hushed, reverent tones, and people would be <laughs> like, oh shit, something serious is going on with her. <laughs> Our approaches are so different, because I'm like, lean in and find something that is funny. <laughs> what What is this, this magic funny s- sneeze song? No, no, I mean, I just would want to try and, I don't have one necessarily yeah. in my head, but I would just want to try and find something that was like silly. Like it is a silly thing that I have to sneeze and sing. So let me just lean into that and just be a silly person. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I think satisfaction is kind of funny. Satisfaction it is, is kind of funny. I was also thinking pour some sugar on me. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that can be pretty inappropriate. Depending. I agree. I think satisfaction is better. <laughs> yeah. What if it was like, bye, bye, bye? That's dark. <laughs> but you would sing it as, as you were running away. <laughs> I mean, that would be literal prayer. So. <laughs> that is also pretty dark. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will say I did say living on a prayer as one of my yeah. options because that also seemed funny and relevant to sneezing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to lock in satisfaction. Okay. We did take very yeah. different approaches. I have a would you still go out with him? Excellent. Our favorite segment. Yeah. So you go on like a medium to bad date with a dude. I have it. Very well pictured yeah. in my mind. <laughs> Very relatable. So it's Very not relatable. like he's not terrible. There's nothing like ag- egregious about him, but it's just like right. I would have rather not spent my time doing that. And so you're like pretty positive you're not going to see him again. But the next day, you're going about your daily life and a uh, fortune teller runs up to you and tells you that you must see David again. And, like, by name is, like, you must see this man again. Your future depends on it. Would you go out with him? Because a crazy lady on the street told you to. (laughs) A few years ago, my sister came to visit, and just for fun, we decided to go see uh, one of those psychics in the East Village that you can pay $10 to go see. And she did a face reading where she just kind of got up in your face and, like, stared at your face. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. It was also fairly unfortunate because she had mega bad breath. Ugh. So, yeah, it was weird. You would think if that your job was face readings, you would be really up on your dental hygiene. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe she's just, she had lots of, like, new age stuff, um, herbs or something she was eating. Anyway, um, she told me in no uncertain terms that I was going to meet a man that I was going to fall in love with in the next four months and his name was going to start with J. Okay. And that was years ago and nothing ever happened with anyone Weird. whose name started with J. Weird. So. So you would I not go out with I think I would again. just be like, okay, crazy lady on the street. But isn't it crazy though that you had gone out the night before with David and now by name she's like, you have to go out with David again? I would be weirded out, but I think I would, I would be, I would be more likely to assume that David had hired someone to accost you to do this okay. than I would be to believe that actually some psychic had seen some future telling of my life and had chased me down to tell it to me. This is not what I thought your response was going to be. I'm really, really? I'm very surprised because this is not what I would go out with him again. You would? Yeah, I mean, it was a bad date, but, like, that that coincidence is way too crazy for me. It's just, like, I'll donate another hour to the cause. That's fine. Just to find, think, just to fact check this, uh, this, like, crazy woman. Here's the thing. I think I might have gone out with David again if nothing had <laughs> happened just to, like, give him a second chance because it wasn't a terrible date. But now that a crazy woman has run up to me on the street, accosted me, and told me I had to go out with him again, I would be freaked out and suspicious and I wouldn't go out with him again because of that happening. Wow, you just don't like to be told what to do. 
<laughs> just like a defiant streak. I well, no, I mean I don't. But no, don't you think the only way in reality that that would happen? Like on our podcast, we love to like play around with the idea that magic is real. But the only way in reality that would happen is if that woman either stalked you, <laughs> figured out you had gone on a date with someone named David and was pulling some like weird mentalist trick, you know, and was tricking you, or that David had put this person up to it. Or it's just a crazy coincidence. She's like a raving loon and just like happened to say that to the right person. So she just runs around telling everyone <laughs> on the street, you have to go da- Her son's name is David, and she really wants him to find love. So she just, like, goes up to every attractive woman and is like, you must love David. But that's not a reason to go out with him either. Yeah. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason to go out with him is if you think that she could be an actual psychic and she could be actually telling you. I think that's not outside your the future. realm of possibility. Okay, I don't want to say it's outside the realm of possibility. I don't want to discount. I'm open to a lot of things. I think I would be worried. I think my skepticism would come out and I would go into self-protection mode. That's so interesting. I don't have that feeling at all. So tell me what how you would react to I would, this. Then. I would immediately text David and be like, you have, you have no idea what just happened. Like, <laughs> you will never guess what just happened. And he would be like, what? And I'd be like, I was walking down the... He probably wouldn't believe me. He would probably think that this is like some weird... Um... Unless he hired her. <laughs> yeah, but like if he didn't hire her and he also saw, thought the date was middling to bad, he's like, oh, this girl just wants to go out with me again a ton and is making up this weird story. Right? If you told him that, I think he also would not go out with you again. That's... Like, I think you'd have to do it without telling no, him. No, I would him. tell him. I would be very honest and like. I would be like, listen, this crazy thing just happened to me. This, like, woman, I was walking by by the street fair, and there was a fortune teller, and she saw me, and she came, she came running up to me and told me that I had to get, I had to go out with David again. And that's just, like, such a crazy coincidence. I feel like we have to get dinner. So, like, you around this week? Um, and see what he said. So no part of you would be worried. What do you think David's going to do? Kidnap you when you get there? Maybe, but also, what lengths has he gone to to get you to go out on another date with him? Yeah, I mean, like, even to me, in my head, even if he has, like, weirdly paid this woman to try to convince me to go out with him again, I would just go out with him the one other time. And if it was, once again, middling to bad, I would be like, I guess that lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Or I guess there's, like, another David in my life that's coming. I don't know. Um, But I would give David... Again, because it wasn't a terrible date, right? Uh, It was just, like, middling to bad. So to me, it's, like, worst, like, probable worst-case scenario is I have another middling to bad date with David. And then I'm like, that woman was full of shit. But see, that is what's so crazy to me because that's my normal mindset. Whereas, like, if I have a middling to bad date and they ask me out again, I say yes because I'm like, worst-case scenario, I go on another middling to bad date again and it's fine. Yeah. It's, it is literally the fact that this lady has come up to me and told me that I had to that is making me feel like I would be afraid. Yeah, but, like, do you think he's going to kidnap you or something on the date? I wouldn't, like, go back to his apartment. I would just, like, meet him at a restaurant. 
I think I would have to have a conversation with this lady. Oh, so you wouldn't let the lady go very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to interrogate her, basically. What if she was just like, I'm a psychic and like, I see that David is going to be a big part of your future. I would be like, do you have, have you stolen my identity? Do you have access to my phone and email? Again, if she's just like, no, no, no. I just, I can see it in your, he's important. He's going like, can I, there's a voice telling me that you need to see David again. But like, don't you think it is more likely that somebody has hacked your phone or something to like, make money off of you or scam you or I would not force give you her into money. seeing this person. I definitely would not give her money. I would give no one money. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm not as freaked out by this as you are. I am way more well, accepting of like random coincidence than um, Hannah is. I don't think I would assume that this woman was a real, a psychic. real psychic. I am assuming that she threw out like a basic male name um and is just hoping to land clients that way because like what if i did go on a date with david and it really turned around suddenly that woman is truly a psychic in my brain and so that's just like a very good marketing ploy like honestly though i think that i i think there's enough scientific skepticism in me that does like that goes to like okay i'm gonna prove this woman wrong huh not the other not that like oh this woman's trying to scam me this is like a weird part of me that's coming out because generally speaking, I don't, I don't like disbelieve a lot of stuff. Like I'm open to the possibility yeah, that I, there's plenty in the world that I don't know and I don't understand and that like any, any of these sort of like religions or ghosts or anything like that, I'm not going to say it's not real, Yeah. but this weird skeptical, not trusting practical part of me is coming out in relationship to this question for some reason yeah I mean again very different than what I thought you were gonna say (laughs) I like would thought you would be pretty much on board with me but like yeah I'd definitely go out (laughs) with David again I think it's maybe because I've been listening to my favorite murder a lot Uh, here fair and so and uh, maybe I've just been listening to too much true crime and I'm like what's their angle (laughs) What's their angle? They're going to scam me. And then they're in a relationship and they're trying to like do something weird with me. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, I like there is the possibility David is involved and he has like paid some woman to ch- convince me to go out with him again. And that's creepy and overkill. But I don't. But like say it's your say it's the scenario that you are describing where the woman has just randomly. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. What is the benefit of going on a second date then? I mean, like, there's not. But, like, to me, it's like, (laughs) like, again, it's like, I won't know. Like, I think the not knowing would kill me. Like, for the rest of my life, I would wonder if David was actually my my soulmate. I mean, that would annoy me, too. You know, like, I wouldn't be able to prove that woman wrong unless I gave it another go. So for literally for the rest of my life. Every time, like, I would have a bad date that didn't go well or I got my hopes up about a guy and it didn't pan out and, like, you know, like, the entire time that I was single and looking and searching, I would be like, did I blow it because I didn't go on that second date with David? Yeah, I I mean, I guess maybe that would also be my reaction, but I think my immediate reaction would be I would be Googling her. I would be like, what is your website? Where, like, I would be 
I would be Googling and investigating both of these people as much as possible because I just wouldn't trust that. Yeah, I guess to me, like, it wasn't the intentional. stakes don't seem that high. Like, I could, like, this could be some kind of weird scam. Definitely. But it doesn't, like, like, in my head, if it's a scam, I go on a second date with David and then he asked me for money or something. And then I would just say no to the money part and leave. Or he kidnaps you. With his accomplice. I guess, but then why did they kidnap me on the first date? Well, they didn't know yet if he wanted to. <laughs> right? Like, you gotta go on the first date to see if you want to kidnap the girl. And, like, like, if this is truly a kidnapping, it seems like the most roundabout. Like, if they're gonna kidnap me, they apparently know how to find me just on the street. Like, they could have kidnapped me when the woman came, approached me. Like, someone's gonna kidnap me, they're gonna kidnap me. Like... What if, okay, so say you went, say you like took it as a coincidence, you went on the second date with David, it went great, you guys started a relationship, you get married, three years in, you find out that he did pay some lady to tell you that you got to go on another date just because he wanted to see you again. And it's three years in and we're happily together and stuff. Yeah. And then you found out that he paid a lady to get you to go on a second date with him. Honestly, I'd probably be impressed with the commitment. <laughs> like, I would be like, that's like weird overkill, but like, it worked. You read me well enough to know that that would work on me, so. Oh man, I think I would start divorce proceedings. <laughs> really? Uh, no, I mean, maybe not, but we'd certainly have to do some counseling. I mean, I would be kind of weirded. I would be like, I would immediately start grilling him about like, what else have you lied to me about? Like what yeah. else, like what other manipulative shit have you done? Yeah, that's the thing. Manipulations are, don't sit well with me. So that's why I'd be like, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no, definitely manipulative. And I would have a lot of questions about like, have you had a, but if he was truly like everything else for the last three years had been above board, but he just knew that he bombed that first date and needed to figure out a creative way to get me to agree to go on a second date, like, I mean, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Shows dedication, uh, commitment to the cause, was clearly very invested in me, so. Wow, okay. Well, I think we disagree. Yeah, I think we do disagree, but that quite fully. Wow, I did not think that that question was going to have as many legs as it did, but here we are. It's interesting. So you thought I was just going to be like, "Yeah, I'd totally go out with him again." Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, that is usually my answer. Well, so. yeah, usually but Hannah's like you'd be forgiven for thinking so. Yeah, Hannah's usually like, uh, and I also know that you have a a pretty like lenient policy about like giving middling dates a second chance because people can't be nervous and stuff on the yeah, first date. I totally do. So I thought you were going to be like. I did not think you were going to be, like, so hardcore, this is a scam, absolutely not. Yeah, I think it's it's the all the true crime talking. Yeah. That's that's what's coming I out. also just, like, think, like, you know, we talk a lot about, like, tarot cards and woo-woo shit, so, like, I thought you would be, like, endeared to him, not, like, <laughs> immediately turned off, but I learned something new. I think it's, it's more just, like, the idea of some person, like, approaching you on the street knowing something about you, I think I would be in the moment freaked out. It's different to like play around with like tarot cards and think about like meditative things and what that could mean in your life or something in the safety of your own home. It's another thing to like have a stranger come up to you and know some weird thing about your life. I think I would just feel a, 
like afraid okay. of that. Can I can I like t- tweak it just a tiny little bit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you go out on a date with David. It's middling. The next day, for whatever reason, you and a friend decide to go to a psychic. While you're at the psychic, the psychic is like, first thing she says to you is, you have to go out with David again. That might change it. Just because you sought her out? Yep. Because you are someone who has gone to to fortune tellers and stuff before. So it's like, theoretically, you want them to say something incredibly specific to your, and to know about you. If I sought her out, I think it would change my answer. Yep. Because I, she couldn't have prepared for me coming. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what if like this you're willing to but like if she is truly a psychic and she just knows that she needs to get this like has a vision sees you walking by like it is equally likely that the woman you walked into is a psychic as the person who stopped you on the street is a psychic no 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 because if if i walked into her place at random and she was just like, oh, I'm going to do a reading on this girl. I could have had no idea she was coming in here. I had no time to prepare. And she said this thing that was completely spot on. I don't know if I would totally believe it, but I would be like, oh, my God, that seems that's pretty crazy that she knew that about me because she she couldn't have known that about me. She could have gotten lucky or she could be a real psychic. But I think then I would maybe go on the date because, like, I put myself in that situation versus if a woman approached me. I don't know what she's done in the in the lead up to I don't know why she's there. I don't know what she's done in the lead up to that. I don't know what she's got going on otherwise. She could know a lot about me and I wouldn't have any idea. That's okay. That's really interesting, I think. <laughs> I I I don't feel that way, but but so like let's talk about our hypothetical worlds. I am never going to blow my nose again. I'm Ursula from The Little Mermaid. And I have a lifetime supply of clean underwear. And David and I really hit things off on that second date. So I go to that psychic for everything. Question. What does octopus underwear look like? Holy. (laughs) Yeah. And every time you sneeze. I pray a little. You pray. (laughs) (laughs) Quietly. It's like every time I sneeze, I pee a little. Every time I sneeze, I pray a little. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm part eagle. Yes, you are. Majestic? I'm majestic. Um, I have a lifetime supply of toilet paper. I flew away from the crazy person on the street that was (laughs) trying to tell me. Maybe as Ursula, I'm just so desperate for love that... (laughs) (laughs) A man who will accept my octopus lower half. Yeah, and every time I sneeze, I sing, I can't get no satisfaction. But I think people are willing to overlook it because of the bigger problems of, you know, I have half of an eagle body. You also have a constant running nose. You never have Here's to blow your nose again, but you have again. a constant running <laughs> nose. Here's what's weird about our episode is that we both never and always have a running nose. <laughs> really cancels each other out really glad i didn't go chicken (laughs) yeah what a schrodinger's cat situation we've uh we've built ourselves here yeah that one is funny all right well listeners we appreciate you taking the time for this very silly episode 
I mean, I guess all of our episodes are silly, but this one one seems particularly so. I hope that you're all out there living your best life, whether that means you've got a chicken in your purse or um, you're dating guys that psychics have told you to date. Yeah. If you have time this week, tell a friend. Uh, We'd love to uh, invite new fans into the club. And until next time, keep fighting.